Welcome to the latest dope episode of the Hip Pod Heads Podcast. A podcast hosted by No Back and No Sage as they discuss their hip hop inspired moments. Pull up a chair, grab a beverage, fill up your cup, and get comfortable. This is episode number 50, volume 2. Enjoy the conclusion of this continued conversation. I'm Hayes, host creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central YouTube pages and podcast analysts. I love what Known Sage does. Y'all make sure y'all go and check out his hip hop podcast as well, which is Hip Hop Heads. You guys make sure you guys check him out on that. Yeah, it's another it's another element too that I want to call out. So we understand that there's this big machine, and the machine is not selling no positivity. They ain't not interested in that. They mm-hmm. want the most ratchet, dirty, grimy, murderous, slanderous. That's that's what they want. And so if you're trying to make it in the industry and you're a young cat, forget about trying to be conscious. Even if you are a young, wise dude, put that to the side. You're trying to make this money, talk about how you're killing people, talk about you know who giving you top in the backseat of the Lambo, like all of that. Like That's the wave and it's the business. That just leave, like, if we took the art out of it, if we took morality out of it, the business is calling for a Cardi B. Uh, you know, they, they're looking for these images and because that's what's selling. That's what they, that's what they sell. You take Nas, who had a, you know, a run doing his, his signed career, right? Mm-hmm. He put uh, Columbia and now, he got mass appeal records and he like, I got my money. I got my own record label. So I'm gonna make the art that I want to make. I make my money over there now. I'm, I'm not, I don't have to do what y'all want me to do. You know what I'm saying? So to me, what Nas is doing this, this six album run between the magic series and the, the King's disease series. It's like, this is the music that you get from a Nas when money ain't a factor. My, I got a question too, in that, in that, in that same lane. Mm-hmm. Like, like my thought process is this: is I, I'm in total alignment. Like the record companies, that's the, that's their whole goal to pitch out the worst. I mean, like music that's really destructive to our communities. My my challenge to that, I mean, and I'm asking this is this is a question: Do you think they sell that music because it's it's in this world that that's the only thing that works, or do you think that it's, that it's intentional to? Is it like continue to destroy the black community? I don't I don't think that I don't know to be honest with you, I don't know that they care so much one way or the other. I don't I don't know that they're trying to destroy anybody. I think they're trying to make money. And if we want to look at the metrics, it's less about the impact on black folk. It's less about impact on our community, it's more about how the white dollar is moving. And I remember mm. when we first uh, looked at, I, I remember this, when I was at Benedictine, I learned about black rappers from white people that I had never heard of. I'm like, what is this that you're listening to? And like, oh, this is Project <laughs> Pat, or this is Three Six Mafia. These are names that I never knew, but they were, they were digging into these joints. I'm like, Y'all listen to this? I'm listening to these records. And these are these are our white counterparts who own the baseball team or they mm-hmm. you know business majors at Benedictine University. And I'm like, they the ones are that that are buying this music. They crave 
the the most hood of the hood sound. Ah, uh, okay. It, yeah. Give you another example. You look at the kind of records that make their way to uh the the playlist at a major sports arena, a football game. You know, I'm just down in New Orleans at a football game uh at Tulane University and man the, the, they had a stadium lit up they turn up on all of these young the, the, the stuff that's out now they ain't listening to no common at the stadium they they right. not, they're not playing the kind of music that we may prefer to listen to even you're not going to hear no Jay-Z or no Nas as popular as they might be but you mm-hmm. going some of these these joints that are like the trunk rattlers they want that yeah, yeah. that's boy money and so if you're a record company X and you look at the market and you say, okay, this ain't about our feelings, who's buying this music? And they say, well, the the 70 plus percent of the consumers, people who are gonna pay for these, pay for these albums, they're gonna stream these albums, they're gonna be at the shows, they're gonna buy the freaking merch like crazy. It's these people over here. And they spent they've been spending the money since hip hop has been in the mainstream. And and so then the business person says, well, how do we keep giving them what's going to keep them spending? And I think that's how the cycle goes. Now, if the if the net effect is, yeah, this is this probably is killing somebody or there's people who are like going to jail because of the the freaking, uh, you know, offspring of this whole phenomenon. So be it. We make right. it. We we right. Rape, right. we get we getting our money off the. The product we getting off our money off of these shows, and we getting money off of ex- all of the endorsements and the, the all the other deals that come with this. It's it's a sickening situation, but it's capitalism at its finest. At its finest, yeah. yeah. What I appreciate though, and this is why I think Nas is one that is you know kind of showing what a victory lap looks like. It's like okay. I walked through that fire. I was I was once on that side where I had to navigate this thing and figure out how do I crank out these albums because I got a freaking contract that I got to adhere to. But then as soon as I'm able to break free, I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to sign myself as an artist on my own label. And we're going to crank out these records that still smack. But this is the art that we want to create. You know, and we're not freaking jumping through the hoops of the industry anymore. We actually creating our own wave. And that's why I salute what they're doing, because I, I get that bigger context of like breaking free from the machine. That machine ain't no joke. I'm telling you. Ain't no joke, oh, man. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Lived in LA, I got to see some of it up close, man, because you you would you would see like if if you can imagine uh, you know, the way we would we would see people standing in line for the club, people waiting in mm-hmm. line. Just imagine that on steroids. People always waiting in somebody's line. They want to get on. They want to. Uh, I, I even, in full transparency, um, my wife told me about. Um, I, I think it was America's Got Talent or something like that. She was like, "You should just go and see what it's about. I'm gonna sign you up for it." So I signed up for it, and I went in there and I was singing and all. Man, I felt like a freaking uh, cow being led to the. St- Lot of sitting in there among all these people in the convention center, hoping that somebody would pick me to go to the next round and all of that. And and salute to those who have done that before and those who have phenomenal careers because they mm-hmm. went through the ranks. But I was just sitting in there like, man, they just treating human beings like meat, like just trying to figure out 
who we want to put on TV. And it's plenty of talented people in here, but the way that they'll slice and dice this thing when it's all said and done is people who are really banking on being able to get noticed by somebody so that then they could be a part of something. And even when they get a, to be a part of something, they finna get raped on that side as well. It's like, yo, it's nuts, bro. Yeah. It's, well, yeah. well you, you hear that you hear another artist stuff. Like, you know, the thing is, when we all say somebody's crazy or somebody lost their way, I wonder sometimes it's almost like the, it's almost like being in a sunken place, you know, musically or even career-wise sometimes, you know, like you write what Nas said. You know, it's about getting off that deal and being able to do your own thing. And that's the thing that, you know, I took from college in that situation is we don't go to college to work for somebody for a lifetime. We got to find a way to get independent so we can do our own dreams and goals at some point because, you know, you wake up one day and be like, damn, I spent this much time doing this and I had to answer the whole time. It's crazy when you think about it. Like, you know, the song I listened to, uh, a song that hit me hard one day. I was in the car listening to Waves. You ever listen to Kanye Waves when he sang in that song? He said, Waves don't die. Let me crash here for a moment. I don't need to own it. And I was sitting there like, what the hell? You know, everybody like, he take his mask that day. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to this stuff and I'm like, this dude, or, or a lot of artists are like crying out for help on a record deal. If you listen to it, what they're yeah. saying, you know, like, you know, when they drop a track, you're like, is he trying to wave the flags to help me? They got me or something like that. So it's crazy. <laughs> you know, you listen to artists today that we think are crazy. You know, you think you, you listen to Rick James or anybody. Listen to what they're, listen to what they're singing about. Yeah. And you'd be like, wow, he's singing about something totally different than what we you know. We're intrigued by drum beats, Jay. You remember, we used to always talk about that, being intrigued by that drum beat. But listening to this guy, basically, these guys creating whole scenes. It ain't like what you get from yourself. Yourself are rapping about selling dope shooting people and just being the hardest dude in Buffalo, New York. But these new artists, the Pat Anderson and stuff like that, these guys are like, you know, they're singing about, they're rapping about feelings and emotions and what's going on, what's going wrong in their life every day. And, yeah. You know, you know, I, I don't agree with everything Kanye say, but when you listen to his music, the problem is, Jay, you just put it out there in a way it's, it's classy. He put it out there in a way it's like it's coming off so ragged that you can't agree with him. You like he's saying mm -hmm. the same thing you saying, but he's saying it in a negative manner. You just said in a heartbeat, we need to change the way we look at stuff. He no, going, we need to get rid of these people. <laughs> right. No, one yeah. thing I say about Ye, I feel like what Ye did was I picture him like a running back. He knowingly ran through the hut. He ran in like, I know what this is. I'm I'm going though. I'm I'm putting on my I'm putting my gear on and I'm about to run through here. But just like a running back, it may be sometimes that you're able to break through them holes, but then, you know, you got five people hanging on to your, to your ankles and you still trying to run. It's like, man, they dragging me down, you know? And so he's an example of somebody who played with it. He got on the field and he played with it. He even, he even revealed, he was like, I, I was never no backpacker, man. He's like, I was doing it. <laughs> Did y'all mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember he said, yeah, yeah. He said, I'm doing what I gotta do. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, I, I, you know, I, I became that so because I felt like that was a lane that I could enter into the game on. But as soon as that wasn't serving him the way that he wanted to, he flipped. And then when that, and then he flipped again. He's a, he's figuring out how to be strategic. But again, like these are the games that people play. 
in order to try to quote unquote make it and the, the cost of it, I just sat back and watched. And I'm like, I, like I said, using that analogy of seeing people standing outside in the line for the club, I started asking myself, why, knowing what I know, why would I ever stand in this line? Why would I ever stand in anybody's line? Knowing what I know, hearing Prince himself cry out, saying they're, they're, they're doing us wrong. Hearing all of these artists who we respect, who are incredible musicians, you know, they came with, you know, great intentions of giving the world beautiful art and they're crying out. You got cats moving overseas, trying to escape the, 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 the pain that they're experiencing by being pimped by, by a machine that don't even have a face or a name. And it's like, they're not cutting your check or they're taking this from you or they, you know, somebody basically taking art that you made from your blood, sweat and tears, your real life experience. And they're waving it in your face like, you want this back? You know, I know I know this came from your soul, but do you want it back? We make, and you see people eating off of your art that you're like, who is this person? They, they riding around and feeding, they sending their kids to school off of your art and you don't get money from it. It's, bruh, when, knowing what we know, when you hear Bounce and Bounce 2, and the mm -hmm. fact that we figured out, like, we're going to get this music out without standing in nobody's line. We're going to figure out how to use our own equipment, our own skills, our own real stories. Ain't a lie on none of these albums. This is real life. And I'm so proud that we are able to, to take this path and that we don't have to jump through anybody's hoops, you know? And, and like Truth said a little bit ago, all of that being said, it still can stand up against anything that's out there, man. It's It's been new albums that's dropped over the last year. And I would be finding myself listening to those albums while I'm riding around. I'm like, man, I don't wanna hear this shit, man. Put Bounce 2 on. <laughs> Nah, oh, oh, it's cool, but this ain't this ain't us, you know. Yeah. But the and, and and yes, I'm biased, but it's even the energy that I prefer. I'm like, man, it's nobody that's giving me the energy that could could match what me and my bro has has pulled together. So, um, and, and I I would I would say this last thing on that, you know, if we can't be that kind of proud about what we're working on, then we shouldn't even be making it. Nah, 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 mm -hmm. nah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, you're right definitely. about that. Because you got artists that make albums just to get off the deal. They thought they turned in some garbage just to get off the mm -hmm. deal. Going to this wall, like, all right, you, you need another album here. You know? Yeah, I'm here. My, throw, my throwaway joint that I ain't put on my, my album that I love. Here they use Yeah. Lost, yeah. lost tapes. <laughs> lost tapes. Yeah, but you gotta be thinking though, Jay, when you said that, man, why would I stand in line, man? That's some hunt, that's a hunting statement if you think about it. That's a that's a life statement. That's the whole thing, corporate America sometimes. It's why would I stand in that line? You know, you made me get a chill over it. I'm like, man, you know, yeah. I, you, you sure you ain't in my dreams or something. You said, why would I stand in that line? It's crazy because like lambs to the slaughter, do. like lambs to the slaughter, man. Like <laughs> it, it even invokes like last. <laughs> When no. uh, Ye and Ty Dolla Sign was doing that like rave in Vegas and they were charging like two stacks to be there in person and two stacks to stream it to their line. But you know what wow. I'm saying? Like, never mind like Ye and all of his craziness. Cause like, man, like 
I was just talking to Novak a little earlier today about it. It's like he actually was dropping some dope, like mature bars in Jesus King 2, which we'll never see because it won't sell, obviously. But now that he's behind this, like whatever this thing is by the end of this month, it's just it's just scary, like, you know, how he's trying to advantage of the industry. But obviously the industry has taken advantage of him, you know, and other artists. So it's just it's just a parallel that just it's just it's so crushing, man. You don't have yeah, the right people right. around them. He in the right room right now. The problem, the problem with that talent, as you say, Jay, the thing is, man, you put the right people around that talent, it'll blow up the right way. He might not make the money he think he's gonna want to make in that situation. It ain't about money at that point. I always tell, like, you know, you talk to kids at work and stuff. It always about money. All money ain't good money. You know, you could you can make all the money you want to still go home and it's grown may go home at night and cry at night making three figures <laughs> because, yeah. because they ain't happy. They ain't happy, you know, in that situation. It, it is, it, you know, that's the thing you try to teach the younger generation is, you know, be an entrepreneur, figure it out, go out there and do your own thing. I always tell, hey, if you're still working for me three years from now, something wrong with you. You know, I want you to be better than me and find your own path and come back and tell me about how great it is, as opposed to me saying, hey, would you like 2% next year? That's the problem. That, that's the problem with culture right now. There's no, there's no creativity. There's no evolution in thought. We can't keep doing the same thing we've been doing for the last 20, 30 years. You got to evolve. It's the same thing with friendships over time. You know, how many of your guys from grammar school still doing the same stuff or they hot, their height and light was when they were 14? It's scary when you go to call with somebody you ain't seen in 20 some years. Man, you mean we went up there, man, we put 30 on them. Mm -hmm. He remembers that day like it was yesterday. I'm yeah. like, yeah. I, I think we played that. I don't remember. You don't remember, man. I got the jersey still, man. You be looking like, man, you, you get that Eddie K moment for a moment. You be looking like, man, come on, we got to go Eddie tripping out over here, man. But, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Evol the evolution with men in general and us in general, you know, it, it has to keep happening in order for our communities to go to where they need to go. Like, even I work at non for profits a lot up here, and it's scary to see how underdeveloped non for profit can be with all these great leaders and organizations. And these are people with masters and MBAs. How are you guys only going two inches when we need to go 40 yards? I don't understand it sometimes. But you know, that, that you know, the, the whole um, idea of, you know, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. The people that you're hanging around, the people who you chop it up with, mm -hmm. that is so important. And I, I think we can all agree, even tying back to something that we talked about earlier, is as brothers, no matter what stage of life we found ourselves connected in, we've always been more than just hooping. We've always been more than just music. We would kick game to one another to figure out, okay, how can we take the information that we're getting to level up in life? And so, you know, I think that's another important, important element too of like trading information that helps us expand what we're you know i said it in the joint you know offering our children perspectives we couldn't afford you know like we're still driving each other to be our best selves so that we can continue to evolve and that the point that i was making about like the music industry it does apply to all aspects of life how many of these lines are we invited to stand in you know, just blindly stand here and one day you're going to get picked, you know, maybe you'll get picked 
And then what happens because of pride for a lot of people who once were on top is you then end up spending so much time and energy trying to earn your respect back. So now you're doing dumb stuff. You waiting in line because it's like, they ain't respecting me how I'm supposed to be respected. So now you're out here sounding like a fool, yelling all the time because people ain't respecting you. But it's like, forget, forget it all. Just go and be, go do your thing. You, you don't need their respect. You don't need their validation. You know, um, a buddy of mine recently reached out and asked me something about the Grammys or something. And I was just like, man, I don't care about that. Like, I don't care. I don't care if if I ever won a Grammy or not. Like that's, it's even if I won a Grammy and what? What does that really mean? Like when it's all said and done, it, you can spend a lifetime chasing the validation of people who can't even do what you can do. How they even know? Right. <laughs> How right. They know? Like I'd rather for the streets, I'd rather for our friends, our people who really know to be like, this is this is the true representation of what ill is for us. That's more important to me than somebody who ain't even ain't never been on Jackson. You know, ain't never mm-hmm. 90 to, to say like, yeah, this is this is a dope album or whatever it might be. So I, I think it just we have an opportunity to reshift the power structure by stop when we stop looking to them for validation and or support at all. Like just build your own, figure it out yourself, like forget it. And the last thing I would say, and this goes back to what you were saying earlier, true about what AD is doing, you know, I'm very interested in jumping out of the the streaming game myself. Like, I think it's cool to have some stuff up there. So people who want to know who we are, what we do, that they can go and stream the music, but like, to really take control, it is gonna require us to say, okay, from now on, y'all gotta come to band camp and spend some time with us the old school way. You know, buy the album, you know, um, buy the album. We got vinyls up there, buy order a vinyl, we'll ship it to you. It's all of the merch is up there. And you know, the, the relationship between us as the artists and Bandcamp is fair. Like they get their little cut for hosting the stuff but it's like, no, you still are the one that's making the money when your fans come in and check you out. You know, I don't know what we bounce to. I, have you received a check, Truth? <laughs> no, no, no check. Not for Spotify. Nope. <laughs> well, well, hey, look, at, look at it this way, Jay. I would love a vinyl, though. A vinyl. Your, your, both yeah. of your projects would sound nice on a vinyl. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Happens. We should do that. We should do that, Jay. For real. Yeah. Uh, Even if it's bouncing or whatever. You get, the way the way I started looking at it lately, basically, is that it's like you know it's like somebody selling drugs, right? You buying drugs for somebody just to pay them back at this point. The way I always tell, like the classic line we use at work now, and this is like with some of my interns and stuff like that. Like you gotta learn to sell your own dope, man. I'm serious. It's like what it is is that you talking band camp, right? Now I work in I work in the IT space. The funny thing is, we always talk about what if we help you guys build that platform. To distribute your own music rather than pay back it's your platform you own it that's the that's the stuff i dream about at night is like man how do we separate from paying somebody to do something at this point because you know the thing is we got too many talented people around us to be paying somebody it's I, crazy when you think about it yeah right here right here in our phone like we 
And that's the beauty mm-hmm. of, of how we have been networked over these years. Like we can literally call somebody who does some of everything right in your, right in your phone. You, and these are like, like legit homies. Like this person is doing this these days. Like, Oh, call over there. They can help you out with this or help you out with that. So the idea of collaborating, it extends across you know, disciplines and professions and so forth. So I, I think that's dope too. And I want to talk to you about that because when you talk about creating the own platform, that that is the ultimate. You know, to me, Bandcamp becomes a good next step from like getting out of the streaming world. But the ultimate is to say like, no, we have our own online store and it's all hosted there. I ain't paying nobody a fee for hosting nothing, you know? Right. Yeah, the three thing, the three examples that come to mind is when Jay Z tried to do Tidal, and obviously he was trying to um, make that a thing. I remember Novak was talking about the sound that Tidal actually had was like actually decent quality. It's kind of a shame that that's not anymore. Obviously, y'all know the uh, the of um the newest Black Star album with Yasin Bey and Talib, right? Like yeah. they put it on yep. um platform, that podcasting platform. I forget what the, what it's called. Um, yeah, Luminary. I forgot. I forgot. Luminary. I remember, yeah, yeah uh, Luminary. Luminary. Paid hundred dollars for that man album, right? <laughs> Luminary. Yeah, just to hear the yeah. album, just to hear the album, and yeah. I did it too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then the last thing too is like, I hate to keep invoking cringeworthy yay because like he was trying to do that with, right? With like that stem player, and he was like saying, yeah, "Hey, right. if you actually want, mm-hmm. is and by the way, you can actually do a lot of different things with it too." So I mean, there is so many different ways to go about it, but um. It is like a fascinating discussion. Um, I also wanted to go back a little bit, not to derail this convo, because like this is a nice, nice topic. But um, uh, truth, when you're talking about like Scorsese doing stuff, like kind of like almost synonymous with now, I actually copped the um, the latest movie he directed, the 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 Native American movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, and it's kind of interesting too to kind of think about like when you want to sell your art and you want to still stay relevant, because like as dope as a director he is and Novak knows I'm always a film fan first. Right. So it's like, he was trying to grip, like, how do I jump onto the streaming platform now that I've been like a mainstay director for so long. And it's kind of like mm-hmm. weird that that movie on Apple TV, which is fine. The movie's quality. I seen it, but um, it also was kind of like a heartbreaking movie because like I'm part native and the film is almost filmed. Like it's a gangster movie but like mm-hmm. about the genocide of Native Americans. So it's very, very, very eek worthy. It is, it is dope movie to watch, but like, again, it speaks to like, is is this what we have to constantly like return to, to kind of hear these type of stories or like to actually get some product out there. Um, oh, so he got a new joint on Apple TV right now? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Flower, Flower Moon. Moon. It dropped earlier in the theaters earlier this year. And then I rented it like uh, a month or so ago. So I had to sit sit down and watch it in three goes uh, between kids events and whatnot. But yeah, it's a dope movie though. Yeah, that's what you said. We need new stories. The, the problem is like, you can't keep telling new, like New Jack City was a play last year. You know, they had a Christmas play called New Jack City. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, put it, they actually tried to put it on Broadway and nobody went. So that was the first time, you know, we stood up as people and said, you ain't going to have a New Jack City play. And, you know, they ever used, uh, you know, they ever used some people from the original movie. They used, uh, I can't think of his name right now, you know, uh, you know, you know, Nino's brother. I can't think of his name right now, the actor. Yeah, he was, 
Yeah, he was in the play. And I was like, man, yeah. you know, you know, for that time period, New Jack City was crazy to us, right? But as you evolve as a person, as a man, as a human being, you go, damn, why is every story, like even you think about the shot, right? I know a lot of people work on the shot. No disrespect to the shot, but that wasn't my shot growing up, as you guys already know. So watching right, the shot, right. I'm sitting there like, it's, it's like a it's like it's like it's like a bad drug deal going on with comedy. This is the whole South Side. So South Side versus Shot is totally different with the West Side Shot would look like, or just the city in general. Like you know, you see us transitioning out of blocks. You know, they don't work like the Shot because you know people that don't live in Chicago move to as transplants. I had somebody ask me at work, "Is the Shot the way you guys grew up?" And I kind of looked at the person. I was mad for a minute, and I was like, "You know what? Let's go ahead and end this call real quick." And I pulled her off right. the call and explained to her, like, you know, that ain't my, that's not the way I saw this in Chicago. That's not the way I grew up. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't like, what about the movie Barbershop? Was it close to how you grew up? I'm like, stop. But, you know, no. they don't know any better. So I think it's important that, you know, true of you and Jay keep telling them stories to educate people on, like, you know, what it was like and what it could be like mm -hmm. at the same time. Because we could we could create whatever we could create whatever storyboard we want right now. We can influence people in different ways that we couldn't influence our own culture at. That's the that's the challenge right now to create new stories, new worlds. It ain't gotta be selling dope. You ain't gotta be carjacking. We we, we can do positive stories. I think that that bad energy is what was what's killing us as people right now. Because we're looking for the negative in every, in every story. There's no good story. The Godzilla is the most positive damn thing ever released recently. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> I want to see that. About. I can't wait to watch that. You know what he was about, man. You know, my wife get ready to go see Color Purple, um, like this you know, next week, and you know it's a remake. It's it's an adaptation of adaptation. So we got to see how this plays out because, you no know, Spielberg when he did the Color Purple, you still want, you know, it, it, there's some there's some there's some questionable things in the Color Purple. You know, as you guys know, so I I try to keep it. You know, I'm not gonna run nobody else's. Um, you know, showing it the color of purple, that'd probably be a Carl Bernardo argument on Facebook at some point. I'm waiting for that. You know, we probably have like a, a color purple, why didn't you see it moment, or it was the best movie I ever saw. So, you know, everybody's got different interpretations, but I want new stories, stories like what, like Bounce 2 is a movie. Think about that. That whole soundtrack is the soundtrack to like a movie, if you think about it. You put that, you know, I think the evolution is taking Bounce to like motion picture or taking it to video. Yeah, 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 I appreciate that. That's a really good idea. Me and my bro talk about that too with, with, with projects that we work on, but yeah, that's that's something we need to, man, because they, they don't have time. Like, they, it, some of the tracks that we made, they don't, they're not encapsulated in, in time per se. It's just, it's just messages of the black experience, um, that I feel that on video will be impactful when we execute it correctly. So, yeah, that that's that's honestly my dream of where if, if you ask me like okay so where does this all go from here i can see more camera i mean i think the music will remain persistent but i think the camera got to come out man i, I want to start to capture more of these stories in video form like i i dream about documentaries i mean sometimes it's just a scene that i want to give people an opportunity to experience like it don't even have to be a whole story. I just want you to know what that looked like as well. You know, mm -hmm. what it sounds like, but like, have you ever come down this street and turned this corner? Like, can you picture this scene? Like what it was like or what it is like, you know? 
so the visuals i agree 100 percent and um a lot of times when i'm writing i actually do listen to the music with my eyes closed for some time because before i put the pen to the paper like i want to know what is the scene that i'm in when like my job is essentially to be a vessel to communicate what i'm envisioning like there every for every song that we have i can i can say like i picture something and that's what that's what kicks my pen off i picture something and it's over from there like i just start writing because i'm i'm in a i'm in a scene you know i'm inside a scene at this point um so i i appreciate you you mentioning that and, and i dream of that like that'll be a dream come true if we can move uh you know to act like you said truth to execute it effectively we're yeah, really, yeah. really capturing these joints visually or if we team up with the right you know director producer who who gets it and they're like we can team up and y'all y'all do the, the scores and boom we got these visuals popping that'll be so dope yeah definitely i, love, I think that'll i love be, the yeah, idea yeah. of it i was just gonna say the idea of the visuals because um for me being so heavy into the film fandom like whenever i hear a song that can unravel like it's a movie i feel like that's like a master class in my eyes and jay i know you dropping the beat tapes like i know like you just moving emotion you know even without words just sounds it's just like speaks volumes so i just love that both of you being sound dude were able to make it happen on these two projects and then the hip-hop side of me just loves that the duos in hip-hop Yeah, the system just got <laughs> to stop from it. But uh, yeah, you write about the duos and everything like that. You guys, synergy is what creates those visuals. And then you start thinking in terms of you write the right producer. And, you know, well, we might even know somebody. It's crazy because we, you know, we did a pod with a guy. We'll put it up later. And he did a visual off the lakefront. Of three, three, no, three MCs on the lakefront, just just flowing all at different times to come in and finishing the story. It's sick. So I mean, I think that you're right. It's the right producer. It's somebody that you guys vibe with. That might vibe with somebody just sitting and just, just spitting ideas with them, bouncing all. Bounce should be created the same. The bounce video should be created the same way you guys created the albums and the tracks. It's the same. Mm -hmm. They sitting with that uh, producer, you know, talking to them, saying, "Hey, I wanted to look this way." Have them come back and give you something and see what it looks like. I totally agree because yeah, I'm a visual person. And Jay, it's almost like back in the day you were learning, you learned how to cross somebody over a certain way. You were visualizing the whole time how you want to put the ball on the floor and how you want to make that dude stand up and go by. Basically, it's the same thing with what you guys do with music. You guys are cross, you guys are crossing us over, making us stand up, and then going to the basket on us. And that's pretty much what you know hip hop needs right now, and that's hip hop music in general. You ain't got that right now. You know, right now you got well, Rico going on Atlanta, right? Half Atlanta going to jail besides Outkast. Great. I mean, you know, we might get a, we might get a, we might get an Andre album at the, at the Thug and the rest of everybody down that go down. There might be nobody left in the industry except for um, Future <laughs> at this point. So, so, you know, I think right now, you know, make that visual bounce. You know, it could be it could be like what we did back in the day with Streets is Watching. You remember, we love Streets is Watching. Yeah, yeah. In the dorms. Yeah. Man, and that, Man. that's a that's a a great example because you could tell that that camera 
was from their perspective. There was not, it, it was, it was, it was intentional what they were showing us and it echoed the vibe of the music. It, it mm -hmm. like that, that film made me a, a greater Jay-Z fan. It made me a greater fan of what they were doing. Cause I now had the context surrounding the music that was like, oh, okay. Like I already got it, but like, this seals the deal. I get, I, I see it now, you know? I felt mm -hmm. like I was mm -hmm. yep. Yep. Oh yeah, we, yep. we, we got dropped off in Brooklyn, man. When he went shopping for shoes and everything like that in that video, I thought that's the way we go get shoes at that point. It yeah. wasn't, but you know, that's how you got that's why you gotta be careful what imagery you put out there because that's all generation of people thinking that's the way to do it. It's powerful, man. It's very powerful. Those visuals are very, very powerful. Yeah, I yep. apologize. I think I cut cut off, but that's where I was going. It's like when Jay-Z did the uh streets is watching many movies, everyone was copycatting, everyone was doing their own version of it after that. And then you fast forward to like Pharrell doing like movie scores, you know what I'm saying? It's like hip hop homies that are actually doing needle drops and being able to kind of do a film score. Cause like, I know the nine inch nails dude, Trent Reznor, he's done a lot of things too, but the, the rap side of my brain can't help but not think like, you know, why can't a lot of these um, hip hop producers get on this? It doesn't necessarily always have to be like a fully yeah um, orchestrated thing with a huge orchestra or nothing like that, you know? Like, cause for me, every time I hear a needle drop of some sort, like my brain goes somewhere. So the camera time. Rizza is another one who did a lot of scores too. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And and I think I think that is a lot to be said by bringing that flavor. And this goes back to what you were saying too earlier, um, Jay, about like hip hop not necessarily having to be the beats and the rhymes, but you could feel that Rizza was behind some of these scores because of his approach. Mm -hmm. The approach is hip hop. The 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 output may not sound like what we can we traditionally, you know, recognize as hip hop in terms of like the beats and whatnot. But you hear it and you like, this is some hip hop stuff right here. Like, ain't nobody who has been academically trained approaching these scores mm -hmm. like this. This the most Staten Island approach, you know. You can mm -hmm. feel that. You know? So, I think it's all dope, man. I'm again, I'm just grateful that we've been able to. To, to collaborate the way that we have up until this point that it honors i'm even looking at that the album cover behind you uh novak and like the fact that that's that, those are real photos of us in class hey. <laughs> who unearthed that photo like who actually had it in their shoebox somewhere what, <laughs> what was the story behind that so my cousin dewan who's also our peer he's our you know he, he was on, on on most of the journey with us uh, there may have been a couple of those years that we were in our run from kindergarten through eighth grade that he was in different classes, but he's my, my, my blood cousin. His grandmother was a teacher at our school and, um, she had all kinds of photos of us as kids. Like she had, so he was going through some of her archives and one day out of the blue, he just started texting me pictures that he took from his phone of the physical copies that he was holding in his hand and these were among that batch and um the quality was exactly like you see it but again kind of going to that same thing that we talked about earlier truth was like yo keep them just like this you know mm -hmm. keep them raw just like this this the album cover so when we yeah. start 
around with the album cover, we wanted we wanted it to look exactly how it looks because it's old. It's it, this is this is uh, raw. You know, we weren't going for no really pristine look and feel. We wanted it to capture the truth about who we are. So that's us in class at Heffern. That's you know Costner and Wilcox right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know, it just again to be able to to work on stuff in this day and age that speaks about not only where we've been but how we've matured to where we are today. How you know our outlook on life, the things that we want to celebrate and push forward, the you know the nuggets that we want to drop, the swag that we still want to. Because the other thing too is like we ain't no chumps, you know. Like people don't get it twisted, like. We we chose the path that we chosen, but we we still came from that. We ain't no mm-hmm. we, we not no lames. And even musically too, it's like yeah, we we nice guys in the booth and all of that. But like no, if you wanna put us next to whoever, like we finna we can we can get down too. So we mm-hmm. choose to talk about what we talk about. We can go elsewhere if we wanted to, but we wanted um we we wanted to 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 capture the fullness of our story. And so the album covers tell our truth, the music tells our truth, and I'm just grateful to be able to do it. I love the truths. Was there a little skit, I'm trying to remember if it was on the Jodeci Nights track where somebody's playing basketball or there's like a family moment going on? Yeah, like, yeah, that was, um, what was going that, on that, there? That, that, that's like, we made it, it's, it's weird how that came about. I think Jay, Jay had that idea um, as, as to end the album, and I just happened to have a video of my son you know, he. This is when he first learned how to shoot the basketball through a ten feet basketball rim, mm-hmm. and at the end of it, he was like, "We made it!" And I'm like, "Yo, that ties right back to the first record that we did, and that's actually the last thing that I did on that album." So it just it, it was just you know us bouncing ideas. Jay like, "Man, you should put the because on a previous album we had Jay's daughter on the album, and he just said, "Hey, we should do that again on this album." And that's how we ended Jodeci Nights, man. It's, it is crazy. I, I listened back. I listened back to the album and the sequence of the songs, and we we kind of mapped out like what songs we wanted to go second, third, and that whole bit. But then I would listen to the interludes or like the transitions because you all know we like put some beats after a song to kind of like be your palate cleanser before the next song and that kind of thing. And I'm like, man, it's crazy. I don't think we overthought which of these, these like, these beat flips we were gonna put where. But even those, man, like I listened to how they came about. I want to say it's the one after uh, "Burn It" that goes into "Dream War 2 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And even little, the beat flip. I sampled a kid who was saying, "My dream is," and they're like, "It, it's like it puts you in the mode of dream." And then the next joint is about dream, and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. The, the synergy that we were moving in when we created the album had so we couldn't even tell y'all all of the different ways that this was not necessarily planned, but it worked out like that. You know what I mean? Like it's like the just the byproduct of us just being really open to flowing in that that creative space. Yeah, it's a smooth transition. I know what's right you talk about. It's a real smooth. It's like you set you set it up and delivered 
right after that base and it flowed right in there because yeah that dream instance you know the kids saying you know the kid doing the ad lib in the background it's like hunting almost it's like ghostly almost like you know that person with you on the track and then they fade out and they say it again so like yeah it's it's kind of it's nice you know you think about i mean you find more inspiration is listening to people talk and say phrases like you got me tripping on that why i want to stand in line right now yeah, I don't have found a, a scene outside a club, outside a black club, from like the '90s. Somebody standing in line, and I'm looking like more Virgil at that point, putting on the back, you know, why would I stand in line? Hashtag J Ferg. There you go. There you, <laughs> you go. Know, that's a that's Come a on. black hoodie. That's that's. Let that be something that we all ask ourselves going forward. Like, okay, they're inviting me to do this. It's like the people who you know, they're like, yeah, you know, this is how much that. You, you can get if you're doing like, okay, if they can cut me that check, how much are they getting to be able to cut me the check that they trying to sell me on? So I'm going to dedicate my blood, sweat and tears to doing this. But it's like, if I'm, if I'm smart, I'll only do that one time. I'll do that in a way where it's like, okay, I'm taking care of my family, but let me figure out a way to be the person who is actually, you know, making, making the, the machine crank, not necessarily being a, a recipient of it, especially when the person who's cutting the check can't even do what you do. That's the other thing, man. It's just like, how are you paying me? You can't even do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like if you then maybe we can talk with like you can't even do this, and you paying me what you need a check for? What what's your contribution? What's what's this cut? You know, that's that's the thing I go through every day at work when you do a project and they got you killing the project, and you be like. Why should I do this? If I stop doing this, how do y'all get this done? You know, this is real talk. And then you sit there and go, okay, you can pay me X amount of money. How much is he making for my work at this point? Because you can, you know, it's it's you know, it's the same artistry with working a nine to five. You got to think about it because there, you know, there's doers and there's people that organize doers. Yeah. And you know, a lot of times, you know, there's people up there. You know, they don't even have a clue what we talk about. We got to the point at where we make up words that. Don't, have, don't make any sense in meetings to see exactly if they're listening. We'll make up a whole phrase truth and be like, yeah, I got to do, uh, I got to make this uh, capacity work a certain way. We'll be doing this on calls to people now because they're not listening. A lot of people, <laughs> you know, they don't care how, they don't care how you did it. They just want to know what was done. That's, that's the whole, that's the whole vice of America. It's like, ain't a lot of smart people in this country. There's a lot of people that know how to organize people to get what they want done. But there ain't no innovation right now. That's the big issue. Like musically, you guys are innovating. A sexy red, no disrespect in that situation, or some of these new artists, they ratchet, they go to this new ratchet level of uh, you know, it's just crazy. You, you ever listen to something you are and you feel you feel embarrassed and you need to turn it out. Yeah, and you, you know, that's bad. And you in the car, like she says, booty hole brown, and I'm riding around, I'm like, I gotta turn that off, man. You know right, right. People looking at wow. you. Wow, he's anything, I, I, I say the same thing about like, like you go on Instagram and you see the people with like millions of followers and I'm like, man, why are they following this person? They either being bizarre or they're showing a, a, a some physical body something or something like that. But if you got somebody with like, you know, excessive amounts of talent and they like have zero, <laughs> no followers, you know what I'm saying? But that's just, that's America right now. It's crazy. It's crazy. I said, I said, me and, and me and Ferg was on there talking about shooting guns and acting crazy, and you know, I maybe 
Maybe the album would be even more popular. I don't know. It's crazy what works. If we took that angle and we said, all right, I know we wasn't the ones really holding the guns, but let's let's take on that persona and tell the story about the West Side from that angle. It'll be all the all the rave. You know, people want to hear about it. They want to know. And, all, and then we get sucked into this cycle of having to keep up the lie. That's when people go crazy. You you trying yeah. to lie, which which lie did I tell y'all? Like, think about God rest his soul, Michael Jackson, completely making up a voice for a public persona. The man did not speak like we have we hear him in interview. Mm -hmm. That's not his that's not his real voice. He's a black man from Gary, Indiana. You think right, he, right. that right. he made up that voice and he said he swore to himself, whenever these cameras are rolling. I got to get into this mode that will kill a person. Yeah. Over time, yeah. Mm -hmm. kill you like you're going to go crazy because you're now trying to live these in this duality. That's a hard thing to do, man. Just be yourself. Yeah. How, how does yeah. it be yourself and, and stay true? It's hard, man. Cause you know, you can be the same person at work that you are at home. It is. It's like a. It's like evolution at that point. It took a long time to get to the point. I hate to say it, where you be like that shit don't make no sense to me. I'm doing it at work and I do it at home now. And white people have me like, how do you talk to them at work like that? The same way I talk to you because it's like you know, at some point you go up the evolutionary ladder and you be like, you know what? I had people be, pretend to be something with me at work and I hate it. I'm not gonna do that to my staff. I'm gonna yeah. keep it real with him. Like, you know, I had, I had a guy, I had a guy, you know, this is a, this is a whole crazy story. Guy worked for me. He goes, I don't have gas money to get to work. And, you know, and, you know, like, you know, like the, the answer to that in corporate America is that's unfortunate. I was like, time out. Explain this shit to me. You don't have money to get to work, right? You got paid <laughs> last Friday. I'm trying to understand this, man. Brother to brother, I'm trying to understand this. He goes, yeah. well, I took a girl out and I went to Vegas. That ain't my problem. He should be there by nine o'clock. He got there and he goes to me, You the first, you the first boss ever told me I was on bullshit and I need to get there by nine o'clock. So right. he looked at me and gave me a half hug and said, I appreciate it, because I was about to lose my job. And the girl I took to Vegas said, Here, take this gas money, get to work for you, lose your job. You can't take me to Vegas no more. <laughs> so right. I'm like, right. wow. You put him up. Right. Game that can can possibly change his whole life because you you kept it real. That right. was the approach that corporate will tell you to take, but you took that real approach, mm -hmm. brother to brother. Like I'm a I'm a I'm a be myself right now, you know. And I mm -hmm. think something happens when we are brave enough to walk that line and say, look, yeah, I'm gonna be a professional, but I still have to be me. And there's value to being me. That's the thing too, like we devalue who we are and the skills that we bring the realness that we bring is actually good for business yeah it's mm -hmm. actually good for business like i can benefit this company by being the aspect of west side j ferg that i actually am i could benefit right. like i i got perspective that you could never get you 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 ain't saying what i've seen so i bring something to the table that can help you know and there are going to be those situations where somebody is literally standing on the ledge from the jump. And as mm -hmm. short, we didn't talk people off the ledge before. You know, like we we walked up to somebody and we knew how to like, hey, Joe, I wouldn't do that if I was you. You know, like <laughs> those situations come in and they come in handy 
now that we are in, in, in this phase of our lives, but if we spending all of our time trying to quote unquote code switch and divorce mm -hmm. ourselves from who we actually are, you leaving all of those skills off, you know, off limit. And that's just like unfortunate to ourselves because we are, we are humans. We are souls that need to exist in, in our full, in our fullest capacity, not be compartmentalized all the time. And it's dangerous, man, to, to get into that life where, you can't even be yourself wherever you are. You can't be yourself mm -hmm. at you can't be yourself at work, you know. And and in so many ways we live in these boxes. But man, when we figure out how how we could just show up fully as ourselves, obviously our best version of ourselves. I'm not saying like just be who you are and not grow, but like let your soul breathe in every space that you're in. You know, that's kind of, that's that's been my thing. And I'm gonna say from a professional standpoint, when I made that decision, which I probably made early, I think I was practicing that even back at Benedictine, like mm -hmm. I'm not about to be that dude that talks one way at, you know, in a meeting and talks a different way. Like my voice. Never, like, never, no, no go. It's me. And I'm gonna no. figure out how to articulate myself in a way where I'm able to hold my own in any setting but you're not going somebody off my block is not going to be like why are you talking like that? right right right, right. what's up with Marvin? what's up with Marvin? What's wrong with you you going to hear you going to hear my you going to hear me with some you know the vocabulary right i'm going to be able to enunciate my words properly i'm going to challenge myself on that uh, you know and that's why i mean i i see that in companies that i, I you know i've worked at in the past with folks like cold switching i'm talking about excessively man they're not even being themselves and I, and I would see them higher on the ladder, some of these guys. Uh -huh. And I was and, and I had really had a lot of anxiety. But I'm like, how am I going to move up in this company? Because I can never be that dude. Like, I'm not coming in with my, with my mustache shaved. And, you know, I'm going to dress like I dress, man. I mean, uh -huh. I, I, when I'm talking in meetings, and there's a bunch of white guys there, and they're talking about, you know, sports that I don't watch. I, I'm like, I don't watch that. I watch basketball. You know, I was watching the Bulls and Lakers. You know, this is what I like to eat. And this is the music that I listen to. But he, yeah, I'm still having technical prowess to be able to bring something to this company. But I'm not going to be, hey, guys, and doing that's ridiculous. Right. Too much energy. Oh, I, 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 had a, I had a guy ask me, um, so where do you park your boat at? I'm like, what boat? I don't have a boat. He goes, everybody has a boat. You want to take your boat out on the weekends and, and take your family out on it? And I'm looking at him like, a boat? <laughs> but, <Right>. you know, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes they so out of touch with, you know, being human and you sit up in a meeting and, you know, like I always tell my guys, there's a meet you don't want to be in the room where it happens. They all want to be in the room where it happens. They want that Hamilton life. Or they want or they want to, they want to be in a meeting before the meeting. I tell everybody, there's a meeting for every damn meeting. Before they decide to fire your ass and tell you about it, that's been a meeting. And they mm -hmm. all look at you and laugh and go, what do you mean by that? We already talked about that for 30 minutes before this meeting started. They've already mm -hmm. came up with a narrative, their game plan. They got bullet points. How they gonna, how they going to break it down to the staff? And that's how it goes. So, you know, I, I agree with you 100%. I mean, that's the one thing from college, to be real with you, Jay, and truth is that you don't get that until you go out there. And the first time you're in the room and they code switch on you, it could be somebody you knew going into the interview process, y'all brother, brother, the meeting, 15 minutes to meet, 
Well, I would like to say that's very peculiar that you're thinking that way. And I'm looking like, what the hell? Where did Rod go? He gets yeah. Yeah. We got to play the game. You have to play the game. You need to learn to play the game here. You're doing too much. Do Follow my lead. And you're in the room like, this dude just sold his soul in a right. 9 o'clock meeting. He's dead for the rest of the day. And right. then at 2 o'clock at lunchtime, they all eat and they don't do nothing from 3 to 5. So once right. I learned that pattern, I was like, so we we meet real intense and hard once or twice a week. The rest of the week, everybody's out there doing what they want to do. And then and then at the end of the week, they find somebody to do the work. So like a lot of times, you know, the, the attitude I've been given in corporate America in the situation is find somebody to do it. If you want to go up the ladder, you got to find somebody to do the work for it. You can't do the work. You need to step out to work and let them do the work. And you'd be like, they call it pill and grow. You got to be able to pill and grow. You got to you got to find somebody to do what you don't want to do. And that's what that's what everybody does. And then that person gets and they hate what they do because they're like, I didn't sign up to be your flunky. But right. everybody, you know, you know, we call them gophers. Everybody try to get a gopher in office. It's nuts when you think about it. And I don't try to, I don't do that to people. I'm like, I tell my people, hey, look, I need you to get this done by Thursday. I'm gonna work with you on it. I'll be out there with you on site. We'll make sure we get it done. Some people be like, why are you going out there? They'll figure it out. All right, so when they blow it up, what happens? You fire them. And I'm looking like, wow, man, this is cold blood. Yeah. But that's through cycling through people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, healthy, man. It's unhealthy. But I think it, the, the part that a lot of people don't understand is damage it does to the person who was taking that approach. Like, you think you're doing other people, and you're doing yourself, man. Like, this is mm-hmm. not Oh, Like, you're going to have to live with that, you know? Uh, the way that you've been treating people, man, I work for this company and I, I honestly, you know, was naive to the degree uh, that to which these types of people exist. Man, you talk about snakes in the grass, like a yard full of snakes and they operate in that in a way that it was perplexing to me, bro. I was like, it took me months to rebound from it. They, they, I got in the company, they sold me on all these ideas and what they what the opportunity would be and all this kind of thing from almost day one, it was different. They started switching it up and I was trying to ride the wave, but man, it was unhealthy. Long story short, they laid me off. And since that time, um, several of them would still try to connect with me, like on LinkedIn and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's where it's like, I don't want nothing to do with any of these type of people. I know what you are capable of. Why would I ever invite you to be a part of, anything that I'm doing, like, you know, and so I say that to say that people who get involved in stuff like that, the last thing, I mean, it might breed fear and and respect that's earned by way of quote unquote fear, but it doesn't bring like trust. Right. So it's like, you could even look at some of these cats and be like, oh, they, they are killing it. You know, they're doing this and they're doing that and they're moving up. But like, do you really have true respect for that person like no i don't i don't trust you i don't don't want your life you know like it's it's still slimy you know it's like no i I never i could never salute somebody who came into their wealth by you know slimy means you know even from the when we were shorties like you you would you would see certain cats who they drive this or they got this kind of respect in the neighborhood but it's like I ain't I ain't really respecting that cat. I'm gonna stay out their way. I'm gonna I'm gonna salute mm-hmm. them on the street. 
just because I need to protect myself. But in in real life, I'm not trying to do my life like that. Like that's not really what I'm on. So it's crazy though, man. These these types of things that we still see in some shape or form as adults. And I'm like, I've been knowing this since I was 11 years old. You know, back to things that I learned from stuff that we were seeing on the West side that is literally the same principle, just applied in a different way. And again, I'm grateful for those lessons because while the whole idea of cold switching is where you come from is not good enough for this, I'm able to say, no, where I've come from prepared me for this. So you're going to get this. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get me fully because what I know, what I bring to this table, yeah, I had the technical expertise to be here. I went to school and I'm I'm qualified to be here. But that extra flavor that comes along with me, it, it brings a lot of wisdom. That's real, real world wisdom, not the good old boys toasting drinks and telling us. <laughs> no, this is stuff that me and Truth learned in the hallway at Heffron. Like we we, right. we know some stuff because we've had to navigate it, you know, to you know, in, in real life. And so it we cheat, we cheat other people out of the full experience uh, of being in our presence when we don't fully bring ourselves. So for that reason alone, I'm like, not me. You, you gonna you gonna hear Jay Ferg wherever you hear me. Man, I know we've been yeah. on for a minute, man. And I, yeah. I got my family, family ready to probably go for round. <laughs> we got to go out and do some more shopping. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna yeah. have to have to wrap it up. So, but man, I'm uh, great. Y'all help me escape. So, yeah, they've been trying. They've been trying to get me out of here, man. I've been waving. I've been looking down on my phone. They've been texting. I'm, 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 I'm on right now. I, I, man, can, I ain't trying to. Yeah, I, I ain't trying to spend no money today. I'm being stingy today, man. My, my <laughs> wife said, we want to go to Oakbrook. I'm like, I want to go to uh, North Riverside. They were like, why? I'm like, because I ain't trying to spend no money. Ain't nothing at North Riverside. Hey. That's why I'm trying to get y'all in there. <laughs> hey, but we appreciate uh, inviting us, man. This is uh, dope to be able to talk about life and the music and all of that. So thanks to you both for 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 inviting us to join. Yep, definitely. Refreshing conversation, man. Very refreshing conversation to hear folks who think alike talk talk about talk about these topics that we captured. And, and definitely gave us some jewels, man. We got to get some videos out, man. Get some imagery yeah. out. Yes. I know we talked about it and we've done some of it. Um, but I just wanna I wanna do it at a at a at a higher level. I think we just gotta figure out how to make that happen. So Absolutely. Yeah, man. Like I, I'm gonna definitely let Novak close us out, but thanks for those final thoughts. I also wanted to underline like the duos in hip-hop man like just you two on the mic like truth dropping bars on pockets like i'd be scared to like drop some bars after i heard what he threw in that so like first i know <laughs> he did it but man talk about uh, pipping on the wing with the wing buckets and the yes sir cartridges, <laughs> baby blowing the nintendo cartridge bars bro it's like man, <laughs> it. but it's like fun, yo like primo DJ Premier is like my favorite producer of all time. So for you to invoke Gangstar, like I, I always pictured what would have like a DJ Premier like soundtrack sound like for a film, right? And it's, yeah, kind of like, yeah. it's unfortunate that movies and, you know, shows are like the needle drops are only there to kind of like talk about the period piece, right? And then we got, we're shoved into mm -hmm. the orchestra part of the movie and then whatever. But I just feel like 
some of these sounds that hip hop inspires can just, you know, just just flow through the whole type of um the whole type of experience. So I appreciate that y'all kind of recognize that. Yeah, that's what y'all that's what that's what both of y'all music does for me. Like it, it invokes visuals like 100 percent Oh man. Uh, you guys create those, those scenes that, you know, you close your eyes. I do the same thing you do. I close my eyes and listen to music. I just sit in, I just sit in the dorms in, in college and close my eyes and the door open. You can't do that some places, but you sit there and just hear that bass or hear somebody talking. There's nothing like it, man. Good music is hard to find, you know. And the older you get, the worse. You no, know, I think we, music can kind of stagnate right now. So what you're seeing is that, you got to make your own music or you got to carry your own soundtrack everywhere you go in order to be happy musically at this point. You go to a party and be upset. I was at a party the other night, man, and the music was terrible. And this was like a 50, 60 crowd, 50, 60 year old crowd. And they were playing like, I heard Blow the Whistle come on with a bunch of 60 year olds. So I had to walk out the room, man. They were playing <laughs> Blow the and they, the DJ stopped, said, what's my favorite word? And I looked like, and they knew, they knew how to finish it. I got scared. It's dangerous, man. man. I'm like, and this, this older black ladies. I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I, I, I wonder. Know, if, definitely, man. I wonder, I wonder if that lady. Uh, I wonder if that lady that you was talking to when Pop stopped you was in the room. No, not that night. No, she'd be. She'd be like, man. No, she wasn't there. She would. She would. She would have finished the song too. She would have blew the whistle too. But, that's like, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know. Yeah, he saved my life that day, man. I might not be on this pod. <laughs> I ain't got no mic. I ain't got no computer. What's wrong? I'm paying child support. But the kids should be grown now. They ain't never grew up. <laughs> they still they still on my payroll. But anyway, uh yeah, man, I want to thank you and Truth, uh Jay Perk and Truth for coming on the show, man. Appreciate y'all more than you more than you can imagine, man. Absolutely. And definitely um once you know uh, everybody go out there, check us out everywhere podcast is at. And then definitely go out and do something dope today. Go out and do something creative. All right, peace. Peace, y'all. Peace. I'm thinking like, touch me, tease me, feel me, caress me. Hold on tight, but don't let go. Had to have some swag. Had to have some cash. Jay, I think we got one, bro. Hey, yo. Word. Before the skinny jeans and nappy froze, we was rocking high tops and baggy clothes. I had the fade and the black jabos, leather coach belt. Had to have a tag, white tees, had to have a swag, had to have some sag at the top of keys shaking. Shoot a mark making in the lunch lines casing. I was good friends with Jason, some RB classics. H Town Jodeci, sing it like KC. Maybe the girls will notice me. The boys won six rings, we looted in the hood. They call us the fish girls, we knew that we was good. Shorts under the snaps, S curl in the naps. Pump face and parts, got a yes girl from the back. She had the gold loops and Pelly Pelly jacket. Smart but get active, and she would go from school girl to ratchet. Times I'll share with my kids in the future. Jojo on the vocal, Devontae's the producer, for real. Hey, yo. I told her, like, touch me, tease me, feel me, caress me. Hold on tight, but don't let go, my baby. My baby. I told her life, touch me, tease me, feel me, caress me. Hold on tight, but don't let go. My yeah, before the days of cell phones, I'd hit that dial tone and get the stalling. Her mom was strict about the boys calling. It would be 
after nine, but I would take the risk. But sometimes her mom would answer about to have a fit, like, who is this? Click, scared, but now I'm laughing while I'm laying low, hoping she don't start 69 me. I'm saying Joe is crazy, reflecting on life in the early 90s. The music was amazing, it reminds me of time shopping for clothes, baggy t-shirts and jabos. Me and the bros would catch the bus to the mall for those. We had to stay fresh. The Hooper swag was an art that we established and developed around Garfield Park. Was athletic and smart, applying lessons from the streets, determined to go to college and beat the lifespan of Cochise. In summertime, the house parties were free. Would ask the cutie for a dance to SWV. Hey, yo. I told her life to touch me, tease me, feel me, caress me. Hold on tight, but don't let go, my baby. My baby. I told her life to touch me, tease me, feel me, caress me. Hold on tight, but don't let go. My baby. Yeah. Yeah, I remember how girls used to walk down the hall. They'll just start communicating through song, you know what I mean? Girl look at you while she with her girls and be like, I wanna be Thank you for listening to the Hip Pod Heads Podcast. A podcast hosted by No Back and No Save as they discuss their hip hop inspired moments. Share, like, subs, comment to the show on YouTube and Spotify. Go out and listen to something dope today.